We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gilcast. You're either listening to this on the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast feed or the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Football feed. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Sammy Reed and Nate Nolan. Honestly, very weird vibes. Um, I, I think in part due to the fact that the, it's it's uh, that first slate we get where there's only two games in the afternoon means that by the time we've done this show, we've already like moved on into you know morning. Uh, not that we all won in cash. Uh, Nate played the the absolute blade of a team. Not really uh, like we're, you know, we're just going to kind of go where the show goes because this was the most duped slate in the history. It's got it's got there's not there can't have been um, any more dupes. I'm, I'm looking right now in the twenty three hundred entry uh, massive fifty dollar double up. So that's two thousand three hundred entries. I finished at 465th place and did not double my money because that's how many duplicates there were of this lineup that Sammy and I played. Um, I mean, dude, you just, if you want to get all the money, you just got to alpha the shit out of the slate like Nate did. I mean, Nate, to, to borrow a phrase from Evan Silva, I must capitulate to you. You are the true stone alpha. Nemo Noling is no more. I cannot believe what you did. And you just must have won every single game that you possibly entered. You, you literally, you, your team had to have been in first of the massive single entry double ups. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, I there was it was a duped team, so it wasn't like it was a unique team. But yeah, I, I think I got like eighth or something in the twenty five dollar double up, um, swept every head to head. But unfortunately, one point eight x your money is not like winning in gpp so it's frustrating when you hit the nuts and you feel great about the slate and you really don't profit that much because your gpp teams suck but yeah i mean it it was an interesting slate like even though it didn't turn out to be it was I thought, not i thought going into it it was it was the first time we ever no going going josh into allen it. slate it was the first time we had a josh allen slate where josh allen wasn't the like obvious only qb play Pretty much every other time this this year, anybody who didn't flop Josh Allen was a bad like cash player. And this week, I thought the Fields team had merit. Like it was the first time that Josh Allen wasn't in like the 
so I don't know. I, I do think there is some interesting things to break down. God, I wish, I wish Nate, you'd played freaking Josh Allen. Like you were, I, so, I, you were close. I was going to, I know I was going to, because the Khalif team was not something I was going to do. Like, oh, God, what, I, a, a, what if you played Allen and, and Khalif Raymond? So, he was so close to disaster. Okay. So here, let's just, let's just run through the teams real quick. Um, Sammy and I played the most duped team in the history of DraftKings NFL DFS cash games.com. Uh, Justin Fields at quarterback, Austin Eckler at running back, Travis Etienne at running back, Ramondre Stevenson at running back, Chris Godwin, Amon Ross St. Brown, Josh Palmer at wide receiver, Foster Moreau at tight end, Panthers defense. Nate played that same team, except he played Joe Mixon and his 58.1 DraftKings points instead of Austin Eckler. <laughs> and he played Tyreek Hill's 30.3 fantasy points instead of Chris Godwin's. 10.7. So Joe Mixon wins the 2v2 all by himself. Uh Godwin <laughs> Does gets... Tyreek win it too? <laughs> no, because Eckler got to Eckler got oh, to 25. Yeah, it got was that. very, very close though. This is actually this is the interesting thing about this slate is that Nate's team was duped and our team was super duped, and neither of those teams were the top blended optimal. The two two what was, what was the I, top I, blended optimal? I didn't even look. I didn't even look because I I didn't because I thought the the team was so obvious. Um, Davis, can I, you can you can you uh, first off tell the people what the blended optimal is? We've been getting a lot of questions on okay. Twitter about it. Everyone everyone does their own thing. I don't actually do it. Uh, our our good friend Kyle Cannon does it, um, and he does um, four for four, etr, cardi. And another one that I'm not remembering. I think I think he he used I think he uses the the dr as part of it too, but everyone does something differently. Like Pete, I think Pete's is just like when Pete talks about it on his stream, it is the etr and Cardi. Pretty much, pretty much, it's etr and Cardi plus someone else is is what people are saying with the blended optimal, which is is literally just collating and aggregating. You collate the so names. I, I'm guessing the blended the optimal. I'm guessing the blended optimal is pretty close to what you guys had, but probably lock it over Godwin. Uh, let me let me ask Kyle what it was right now. That would have been actually it, really really cool to play lock it over Godwin because we wouldn't have chopped all. Why these I did did contests. I say that in our why chat? Why didn't or, you? Well, I was going to say, did I send that in our chat or another one? I I considered swapping to lock it over Godwin. I did too. Um, just just because it was so obvious our team was a train and that that lock it would be less owned. So just just picking up some sweep sweep equity, I thought, and that which was like I don't know, our I, I we already have a a win locked up. Whereas, so we had a win locked up with I mean Goblin could have gotten zero and we could have we still would have won. But but if if Godwin goes for sixteen and Lockett gets ten, you you lose. Yeah, Nate, the decision that I arrived at because. In the projections, I mean, I, I don't know what it looked like aggregated, but they came up super close, super close. And for me, I just thought that the Bucks are a more pass-heavy team and Godwin has a higher target share. Um, you know, and, and he ended up getting, I think, like 10 or 11 targets compared to Lockett's five. So I feel fine about that. But the issue is that Chris Godwin is attached to a 50-year-old man who's going through a divorce and having a midlife crisis. And... Tyler Lockett is attached to an actual good NFL quarterback. So that should have been 
maybe an indication that Tyler Lockett was a better play than Chris Godwin because I was watching this freaking Bucks rams game and it's just awful 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 football like so bad these teams are egregious i they were in the nfc championship game last year right i mean vegas knew though it was the it was the third lowest team total or the third lowest game total on the slate it was a 43 like game total it, it yeah. was this was not a shocking outcome for tampa bay that's why i thought arizona seattle at least like obviously with locket you have injury risk and all these other things like and his QB sucks too, but yeah, at but least it's not like it's not game. like the total and the pace. It, it's not like that's not accounted for in in the median projections. It is right. I mean, just it, at the I, end of it, like my wife comes home and she looks at the game and she goes, she she saw Brady get that trash ass touchdown at the end, and she goes, didn't the Rams did did the Rams win the Super Bowl last year? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what happened? I'm like, I I don't know, man. I don't know, but I that game was ass. And we knew the game would be ass. Vegas knew the game would be ass. And instead, the Seahawks Cardinals put up 52 points. So maybe Lockett was the play. I don't know. It was really close. But I I liked the idea of Godwin just getting a bunch of targets, kind of low A dot. Maybe not as low A dot as they ended up being. But like, you know. What do you have? Eight, eight for 35 in the end? Something Something like that. I mean, it it was, it was, it was so ugly. Like, so, I mean, the other build that people went with was paying up for Allen and then punting at wide receiver with one of Khalif. Ra- I mean, pretty much everybody went Khalif Raymond if they punted at wide receiver. And Khalif was just someone who I was not willing to play. Like, I I, I think I've said it before. I'm not going to play 180-pound Khalif Raymond in cash on DraftKings.com, especially at 4K or whatever he was at. So I, I looked at an Allen team, and I was, I was IK being Terrace Marshall over him, I think. Would have been hot. T-Marsh did good. Um, but I didn't pull the trigger on the Allen team just because I felt like I was giving up way too much floor when I looked at the Fields team with Mixon and um, it was Mixon and Tyreek versus uh, Eckler and Lockett slash Godwin or whatever you guys decided to do. Yeah, so so, so talk about that decision with that 2v2 because obviously I think Tyreek was easily the highest projected receiver on the slate. And Mixon, I think, what, what was he, 6.5? And he comes with this really amazing role right he gets work in the passing game he gets taken off occasionally on like third downs but for the most part he catches a lot of balls he gets the base work and he gets the goal line work he's a big home favorite and he's kind of sucked this year like he's run way below expectation in terms of like his role versus his fantasy point output the the you know Bengals look like straight dog meat last week when they got their bunguses pushed in by Cleveland in a primetime game. And so I kind of had this cognitive bias, like, yeah, I know Mixon projects well, and I love the role and all this stuff, but like, man, I just can't stomach another eight carry 27. Well, this is what really gets my, this is what really gets my fucking goat is two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I play Mixon in this exact same spot, exact same huge favorite shitty team. Mixon scores a touchdown in the first quarter. What do they do? What do they do? Spend the rest of the game treating Joe Burrow like they're playing fucking seven on seven. Mixing when they... five carries in the second half. What do they do in this game? They're literally calling plays, trying to get mixed. Like the the, the 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 outcome of the game is is a hundred percent, no doubt. They're they're instead of you know just dicking around at the end of the half, getting the field goal, whatever. They're like, no, you know what we're gonna do? 
end zone targets for Joe Mixon. Let's just let's just throw Joe Mixon, uh, you know, a dart twenty yards in the back of the end zone. Unbel- and Nate had the goddamn audacity that week to tell me that I was in the wrong for playing Joe Mixon in literally <laughs> the same exact spot. And now Nate is good. He gets to come in here with his fifty-eight point one Joe Mixon points and be like, "Oh, you know, sometimes you just gotta IKB, dude. Sometimes you just gotta know." And it's just this is it's so frustrating obviously it's like daily fantasy sports and no one cares that they scored like 67 points against the falcons and joe mixon didn't get anything but nate just he just always runs good like this and it always chaps my ass it really does (laughs) davis sometimes it's just it's just more of a field game and you just (laughs) get him mate you just gotta know and honestly in this spot like this was the perfect this is the perfect regression spot you have austin eckler who's scored like a touchdown on like every other touch he's did, had did, did it like again today did it again today got like yeah. 14 touches e- eckler, eckler has is is scoring uh is like his td efficiency is way outpacing his workload his his price is 8500 on DraftKings or 80 whatever it was on DraftKings. kings mixon is 6500 and his workload is not as good as Eckler, but it's relatively close. He's getting like a 15% target share over the past couple of weeks, and he's just not scoring touchdowns. Then you take Chase off the field. You like the offensive workload gets even more condensed for the Bengals. And it's just like this was a smash spot that screamed regression for a guy who is going to get the workload. And at 6,500, when I can get him and Tyreek, like that was. I'm not even I'm not even criticizing you. I'm not even I'm not even saying your two v two is bad. I, I think it was fine. Yeah, you just it, you I just mean, run hotter than the than yeah, the Suns team. I'm not I mean, I'm Jesus. not I'm, this is not this is not like a Sammy playing Deontay Johnson against the Ravens no. and like lucking out. Like I'm not I'm not saying I mean anybody anybody who uses like projections that are based on expected points or workload would have seen that the gap in median projection between Mixon and Eckler was way closer than it seemed. I um, guys, I think by the way, just while I remember it, I just remember what the blended optimal was. It was Josh Allen and Zay Jones and Oh, uh, the Optimals love Zay Jones. Yeah, the Optimals, the Optimals love Zay Jones. That I, I I like I just that just came to me. Um so but but what's fascinating is that everyone in the on the website IKB'd that team and did the Fields team. Everyone. Yeah, because I mean, every, Fields... everybody knows that Josh Fields is has just a, a complete hog in his pants, and he showed it off today when he did that little juke and had that sixty-one yard touchdown where he got the bonus and the touchdown. It was just like, oh snap, it's Fields Day. He ended up what was it? The most rushing yards in regular history for a quarterback in I mean, a regular I mean, season. Ka- Kaepernick Fields. had more in in the the Packers game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I saw Fields, you dunk. I saw you dunk on somebody on Twitter. That was fun. Yeah, Fields is legit. I I've said this all year. I I think I think he is legit. I think he can play. I think the more that he's going to be put in spots like this where he's allowed to make plays, it's I mean it's wheels up for Fields. And so we did obviously run hot, like with the way that Allen worked out and everything like that. But um, uh, well, I, Davis and I, I did not run hot because we had the Bills and Survivor. So. <laughs> it's so misery and 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 it's just like so to compound the day of misery it's like one you can't even sweat your cash lineup like okay maybe you have a bad day in gvps maybe you have a bad day in in seasonal or or whatever 
but then you can like sweat your cash line to take your mind off of it or whatever, just to have something else to fixate on. But like, as soon as fields runs for that 60 yard touchdown, we're like, okay, like this team just wins, you know, like, like nothing else matters. And then, then you're, you're scrolling through your teams. You're like, shit, I got Devonta Adams on this one. And I got Mixon on this one, but I don't have any with those two guys together, you know? And, and it just, it just is horrible. It just, it, and a bunch of my high stakes teams just took shits everywhere. Just awful. It just, it was a bad day, man. I had yeah. a bad day. I was, I was snipping at people in the discord. It was, <laughs> it, it was terrible, dude. I was having, I was having a tough time. Pushing your dogs away from you. Just like, no, not right now. <laughs> no. And then, and then, you know, the time changed. So they're, you know, they're asking for dinner at like three o'clock in the afternoon I'm like, bro, you got to get out of my face right now. Like, I can't. Buddy, I can't buddy, you're lucky you don't you. have kids, man. It was a complete <laughs> new. My kids were up at like 4.50 in the morning. <laughs> Falling asleep on the couch at 11 a.m. It was it was a complete shit show. And, Dude, you know, daylight I'm, savings ruins dogs. It's nuts. Yeah. I, know, I mean, they wake up. It's the worst. Yeah. Hey, just, how was, it, how it was your day horrible. on prize picks, though? Did you have mix and overs on prize picks? Uh, did not. I had uh, reminder Stevenson overs everywhere that killed my day. So yeah, yep. DK Metcalf did it for me. Him and him and Josh Jacobs. There, uh, uh, there was a two v two in cash, which was Lockett and Evan Ingram over Godwin and Foster Moreau. Um, so I'm really wishing no, I would have locked no. myself. Moreau was the one. Moreau was the play. I mean, I. I think we like Evan Ingram is the guy that we've wanted to have happen for so long and has, has gotten the opportunity like at every team and he's just never proved it. He's one of those guys who's just way more athletic than he's going to be on a football. Like his athleticism does not translate to NFL production. It just doesn't. He's been, he's been doing good. I, he was going to be my, my cash game tight end before, before we got Moreau. Like I was just well, yeah. Before we got Moreau, but once you get Moreau, I mean, everything was was different. I I mean, I was looking at some gross punts when we when we didn't have Moreau, but once we had Moreau, it was like he was the play. Robbed us of Noah Fant week. God, I wish I wish we hadn't got Moreau, and I just flipped over Noah Fant on your all asses. Would have been would have been a good show. Would have been. I don't know who I would have played. I don't know who I would have played at tight end. I was like, played. You would have played. You would have played Brock Wright, buddy. No, I was looking at Brock. I, I probably would have paid up for like Tunyon or something and then super tilted. Tunyon. No. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about this slate, man. Like I, I just I just don't. I thought the team was pretty clear. I liked Nate's. I mean, obviously it, it worked out really well, but I was looking for ways to get Tyreek Hill in my lineup, and I really didn't consider that the way you did it and were, i really were you worried about the wind bro were you worried about the wind with all i was not all, worried about uh, the wind no p shooter p shooter to us i i was not worried about the wind i was simply uh just like oh i'm not going to war without austin eckler this week i mean you you say he like runs above expectation but i think that's garbage he gets, he gets like a billion targets a game yeah he i'm gets not a million saying tar- that eckler was a bad play i'm just saying no. at 2300 more than joe mixon yeah, but but like, you're also saying yeah, but Joe, Joe Mixon, dude, Joe Mixon is like the most fucking tilting fantasy player in in like the entire universe. Yeah, okay, but Nate, you're saying you're saying Eckler, you're, you're saying his touchdowns are, and you're just looking at workload. It's like they try not to give Eckler a good uh, a high workload. They run Isaiah Spiller and like these these you know 
chuckle dicks into the line on like base downs. But every time they need a catch, every time they're in the in the red zone, et cetera, it's Eckler. So he's always going to outproduce what his like holistic stuff looks like because they take him out of the low value touches stuff. The that's, guy's got 30 uh, touchdowns in his last like yeah. 25 games or whatever. He's got a nose for the zone. Nate, yeah. you got to understand Austin Eckler is that man. So you can't just I like, mean, Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler's take, like run above take ex- Austin Eck, his, his, his DK points above expectation will regress. Like it just will. Maybe not to one, maybe not two expectation, but it will regress down. It will not stay at this efficiency forever. Like, well, sure. He scored 20 touchdowns last year and he scored and he scored 10 and a half a season this year. Like, obviously, that does not stay uh, historically. No one's I been know, able but, to do that besides like Preached Holmes and 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 Tom. But you're paying for that. You're paying like that's baked into his price. That's why he's two thousand dollars more than he's, he's not 10K, bro. This isn't this isn't 2014 Le'Veon Bell or whatever. He was, what, 8300 I mean, it's it's pricey, yeah. but it's, it's, not, it's not it's not yeah. I mean, that's, not that's a good point. It is different than some of the running back prices we have been used to in the past of, of you know, peak McCaffrey and Le'Veon and David Johnson and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I would say when you are $2,000 more than three other running backs who all have similar, like, Ramondre... You, I mean, you, you do, you do make Ramondre, a fair point. Etienne and Mixon. I mean, he was, he was, he was multiple standard deviations. Outside well, how about of the how, even, like you even, have to get, you have to get unbelievably historical, like efficiency from him to make up that price gap. Like, well, and I, which think, is fine, and it will, and it has happened up until this point. But I'm just saying, if we play this slate out over a thousand times, that gap's going to be much closer than the salary would expect you would, would you, lead you, you to do expect. make a good point. Cause it's relative to how things worked in tournaments. Like I didn't play Eckler in a single or a uh, single tournament lineup. Cause it felt so obvious that at least two, but probably three of those six K value running backs were going to go nuts. Right. Mixon, Ramondre Walker, uh, uh, Josh Jacobs was in there. And, and of course I played a hundred percent of the one who did the worst Ramondre instead of a hundred percent of Walker or, or mix. I mean, obviously, yeah, Ramondre, Ramondre got cucked a little bit. I mean, like they, slightly. They just, they just. No, did. he for he for sure did. So what they did is they just did the Damian Harris workload. They they had them rotating series, but Ramondre was in for third downs, two minute drill, and goal line. Sure. Like his, his his workload still good, but obviously they they really went in with a plan. But of I mean, he he was projected he was projected for the second most running back points, and I think the fourth most skill position points of any player on the slate, and uh, did not did not get that workload. Yeah, like you'd still play him at the price for fifteen carries and seven targets, but yeah, he he was not like the full time guy. Like Harris is out, and he's out there ninety percent of the snaps in this game. So something to watch moving forward. Cause I'm sure his price goes up next week and he might not be that guy. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Let's do, let's do tournaments. I don't have anything else interesting to say about this fucking dupe train. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited I mean, to, uh, to show off the tourney lineup. Are okay. you guys going to talk about those cheap wide receivers at all? Like in cash? Uh, Cause so many people played them. Oh, Raymond and, and, and Car- I mean, there was Raymond, there was Carter, there was Taekwon Thornton uh garrett wilson i it just it just all felt like they were all pretty thin and it just was not necessary with a min price defense and it just wasn't worth getting allen in you know i i palmer palmer did get the bonus i don't know 
it none, none of them none of them were seemed like smashes like i just was not going palmer not, was a great palmer was yeah palmer was really good but i i was not i was not going to war with khalif raymond like i've i've been down i've been down the khalif raymond road before and uh been down been down the zay jones road before like i was just not playing zay jones in cash it, it was unnecessary to get josh allen when Fields is a, I actually robbed the listeners of a great moment because for like 90 seconds, I considered playing, just playing Trevor Lawrence over Justin Fields because of oh. the wind, because of the wind that I think the total dropped a point. And, oh. and there that was, would have been an all time. Yeah, oh my God. Time. This is if this. I want to stop the show now. From Justin Fields because of the wind. <laughs> I would have. Oh my God. There, that there was also, oh, there was also, would I, would, so I was, my life gonna, savings for that show. My yeah, God, yeah. that would have been, <laughs> God, I, I was you also stole. not going to do this. I, I hope, I hope that when you die, you get to go back to another place in your life and like relive it. And I might choose yesterday and relive my life from that day forward only with Davis playing Trevor Lawrence over Justin Fields. That the would wind. be the point. Oh, some, some people, some people played Mariota over Fields straight up in our lineup. <laughs> <laughs> I I was going through a couple of head-to-heads and I saw a couple of the Mariota chuckleheads and I was like, oh man. Hey, by by the way, let me throw this out there. So you guys get like invites from listeners every week. We appreciate the invites, you know, keep them keep them coming. Whirling Dervish, Nate N, and Davis Maddock. But I don't know if this happens to you guys, but a lot of times like somebody will send me an invite and then like somebody else will take it. Like you gotta make the thing private if you want, if you want to play. Like it'll be uh, like, does that happen to you guys? No. Yeah, I click on it no, and then it's already gone. Yeah, like so, somebody else. Yeah, on Thursday. I mean, it's I guess filled. maybe the people the people are trying to send me games are probably bum hunting me. They're probably like, this guy plays <laughs> the worst fucking team every week, so they they know how the DraftKings uh, website operates. You know, they're like, oh, this guy just gives me unlimited action. He's terrible. uh okay the blended optimal i was wrong the blended optimal was josh allen joe mixon and khalif raymond over uh so allen instead of fields khalif instead of godwin and then mixon instead of eckler so does that team now that team doesn't even win i don't think that team wins if you mix it mixon got so many yeah Yeah. he got so many bro Oh, you got so many and Alan Alan still had two rushing touchdowns. You know, you know what's you know it was such a weird experience to have my entire cash team locked at noon. And then with the mix-in thing, I mean literally at 1220, my day was over. Yeah. Davis, what what was it what was it like for you to have no swaptions? Were you feeling anxious today? Were you feeling boxed in, claustrophobic? We had the the Lockett versus Godwin swaption. Yeah, true. And we should, I mean, it would have been, would have been worth, I don't know, probably 20% of our action, I would guess, conservatively to make that swap. Cause yeah. you, you probably totally sweep cash uh, versus anyone who didn't have mix in. Yeah. Should have done it. Damn it. Yeah. Um, okay. I was, I was afraid of getting knocked out of the, the double ups. I should have just gone through cash, but well, that, I mean, that's on. the thing is the, the risk of ruin is much higher because had, had Godwin outscored Lockett by even 0.1, you are, you're trailing the two biggest trains on the site. Yeah. But like, is it, is it worth it? Like in your cash games to just, no, to, to, just to, dip- to, to, to risk, to risk zero or, or minus 50% when you have plus 20% or whatever already locked up the the EV calculation is way worse. 
Well, it depends on the swap. I mean, this one, I, I mean, to be honest, I had Lockett straight up more than Godwin. I think I'm, like I, other, honestly, I honestly might have too. That's why I'm so confused as to why the ownership disc, it, it must've been, I, I mean, I was gone most of the weeks. So I didn't read all the touting sites, but it must've been sites pushing Godwin over it because projection wise, I'm guessing it was relatively Well, that's, that's what I'm saying Lockett. is even, even fields. Everybody had too, the 6,200. I don't understand. Even, like, fields, fields and Eckler were content driven and not projection driven too. Yeah, Fields definitely was. I mean, yeah. he, he he ended up late in the week, like kind of bumping over the other 5.3K guys. But like early in the week, I saw Mariota like projected over him and I scoffed. I was like, nah, 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 nah. I ain't doing that. Like this, this field game, this field game has been coming for a while. I mean, they've been unleashing him more and more uh, and he's getting more and more confident. This, this should have been the Trey Lance game. We got robbed. Got yeah, robbed. We really did. All right, let's let's talk about these these shitty tournament lineups we put together. Okay, uh, I I actually had the bones like I this was the first time I felt like process wise all year I was like okay I'm not like a million miles away because I had a good chunk of Mixon I had a lot of Devonte Adams and I thought um, my read on the Seattle Arizona game was pretty right I'll I'll go with my team that I played in the spy it. Uh, not that I'm tilting or anything. It did miss out on min caching by 0. 0.2 points. Not that not that I'm, you know, worried about it or bothered or or anything. Oh, it's like fucking god. Worst NBD fucking, worst fucking day of my life. Um, so I played Geno Smith, six percent owned, uh, Joe Mixon, Ramondre Stevenson at uh, at running back. I double stacked him with Metcalf at nine percent, Lockett at nine percent, uh, and then I did a double bring back Rondale at five percent. Surprised to see DeAndre Hopkins at 23%. That seemed really high. Uh, and then I played Foster Moreau again at 12%. I actually thought that was low. I thought he would be way more. Oh, yeah. um, and then I played the Bears defense at 1% owned. Uh, they did keep up their end of the bargain by facing like what, like 45 passing attempts. Uh, they did not hold up their end of the bargain by scoring negative four points uh, they, they had a jaguars-esque jaguars against the uh 58 <laughs> attempts of matt ryan type game yeah so like structurally i mean i like i would probably if, if i saw those ownerships and stuff again i would probably do it and then uh the other the other team that i played they were all um this i played in like the red zone and stuff it was all uh trevor lawrence double stacks with Devonte adams who's only seven percent owned but i did not play Joe Mixon on any of those teams. So I think if I had uh just combined those ideas, I I could have found a winner because Kirk got 21. Yeah. Uh it, it, the, the problem was is that I had decided on Ramondre at absurd ownership instead of Mixon because I'm a fucking dipshit, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> you, you know, you know, the other thing uh at DST is we sh- should have just played a bunch of Lions in tournaments. Like knowing, oh yeah, that was so. Right? How how obvious is that in retrospect? It's so obvious. Like we're yeah. like, oh, you know, the the Lions suck and they're in a dome. It's like, no, no. dude, you know who sucks? Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. You got to get on that. And we, and, we have a and whole... Sammy, you know, this provides did... a great transition into my team. Oh, we, you know, we go. did, <laughs> we did, we did lose today. We did lose. Let's not forget, we all are are losers. But at least we went down with dignity and we didn't play 10% owned Aaron Rodgers, except for Nate, who I'm guessing <laughs> is about to tell us that he played a bunch of Alan Lazard, Tunyon, Rodgers stacks with a Khalif Raymond bring back. I, 
Pretty close, except for the Khalif. I'm not bringing. I'm not bringing it back with Khalif. That's for sure. You bring it back with Brock Wright. <laughs> Nate, Nate, I think I think this is the listeners' new favorite part of the show. When you flip over I mean, your main I, I'm I'm looking at it. I'm I'm like, man, it's a dome. This Detroit Lions. I mean, this defense is brutal. This is it. I mean, Aaron Jones, Alan Lazard, Aaron Rodgers, like. Come on, this this is it. Uh, it this was not it. hey hey um, news news flash Nate. This ain't it. <laughs> yeah, this ain't it. So uh, I'll just walk through the team: uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Travis Etienne, Tyreek Hill, Alan Lazard, uh, Thornton at four at four percent, Foster Moreau, Jamal Williams with a Vikings D. Uh, put up one twenty four, did not cash. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I went with that. Rogers, Jones, and um, Lazard stack with the Jamal Williams bring back. Uh, oh boy! Well, at least you kind of had it, it right that like if this team succeeds, it's because the Lions like get out to a lead and grind it out while Aaron Rodgers frantically throws the ball around the yard trying to trying to stage a comeback. And uh, yeah, you almost you almost yeah. had it. I mean, honestly, Williams had like three or four shots at the end zone. Like this was it easily could have been a two TD Williams game. Um, so I, I feel fine about that. It's just, I don't know. I mean, the Rogers dust thing is so painful. Who's, who's more dust. Is it Aaron Rodgers or is it Tom Brady? I mean, I, Rogers, I think we need sure. def- or Russell Wilson. Take. It's Rogers. It's Rogers. Rogers is the most dust than Wilson. The, the Wilson, interse- I think, is the more interception hurt than he anything. threw. The interception he threw targeting David Bakhtiari was one of the saddest <laughs> moments in NFL history. <laughs> oh my god, it was unbelievable. I just and I was, uh, you know, obviously taking joy in that, but also at a certain point, like you want to watch good game, and you also like. I played a bunch of them on Ross A. Brown, so wanted him to get more points. It was like the Lions could have just punted. The Lions could have just punted on it, like first down. And it, I don't think I, they I would have gotten better field position. I said on the I said on the Swolecast this week that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense could play seven on seven against a high school team, and I still don't think they'd get to twenty one. And I feel mm-hmm. pretty vindicated about yeah. about that. Yep, yeah, you're you're vindicated. I mean, just put him in a body bag. Uh, my team, I also focused on the Arizona and Seattle game, although I didn't kind of like juggernaut it like you did, Davis. I did a Kyler double stack with Hopkins and Rondell and brought it back with Metcalf. I thought Metcalf was like one of the better plays on the slate. Um, he was, he, as it turns out, he was not one of the better plays on the slate. Got a little touchdown. It's fine. But uh, I played those three or those four, and then I played uh, Ramondre. I played Josh Jacobs, real shrewd. I'm still, I'm still eating the helium from last week when Jacobs cost me so much bankroll in cash because I played him over Kamara, and I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna take Josh Jacobs on this team. I'm gonna take his rushing over on Prize Picks. Like, Josh Jacobs is who he thought he was. Yeah, isn't that games, isn't like, that one of the funniest things? Is no, Josh Jacobs just had three really good games, but it turns God out. Damn it. Turns out the Raiders are still the Raiders. Turns out, jo- and you know what's going to be super funny is people are going to chase this Mixon thing for a couple more weeks, and then about three weeks from now, people are going to be like, "Oh, no, Joe Mixon's still just Joe Mixon. He it, it's still he's still the guy. He, he didn't he didn't morph into Bo Jackson because well, of one I, game against the Panthers." I, I feel like Josh Jacobs is like trying to like chase an altcoin. You know what I mean? I was like, it, not it's t- 
it's totally like trying to get the next like sushi coin pump or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would go to him if it wasn't for the fact that he's actually losing the workload. Like he's not out there on passing snaps anymore. Like he's not the guy. Like his, I don't think he was out there on like one third down. It was nuts. I mean, he. It's not just he's not converting stuff. This is like his workload's drastically different than it was earlier. Well, he freaking sucks is the point. So I played him like an idiot. Uh, and then at receiver, I, oh shit, I did play Khalif Raymond. <laughs> Sammy. Well, tough, tough scene. I, 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 I played, I played Khalif a little bit in tournaments. No. I mean, he's, he's, he's been out there. Like, dude, I, Maybe trust me, cash. Nathan, Nathan. We've all made worse plays than Khalif Raymond with Josh Reynolds out, buddy. Trust me. Yeah, it, it was in a dome. I mean, no, it was in a dome. Uh, and I played Cade Otten, the goat, at tight end. Of course, he put up, uh, you know, 17.8 on this team, the only flame. At DST, I played the Commanders at home against uh, against Minnesota. I, I played I played a little bit of them as well. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm looking at my teams, and I'm really frustrated. I didn't find... Uh, uh, a fields team. I played one fields, uh, but I'm I'm really frustrated. I didn't find a mix and Ann Adams team. That's just really obnoxious. Yeah, no. I got I, I got a... too I got too cocky because of the Pollard shit last week, where I played a hundred. I played him on every team, yep. and he obliterated the slate. So yep. I got too cocky in my ability to project which chalk running back was going to be the guy you had to have. Is 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 Ramondre the next Tony Pollard? The answer. Is no. I literally said that this morning on yeah. on Twitter. And uh, turns out, turns out he wasn't. He's so good, though. Like, I he mean, that really guy is—he's really unbelievable. Of course. Yeah. Oh, man, the the I I saw this I saw this this stat. There's been um, ten wins by twenty three points or more this season, and three of them were the Patriots. That you, you no one no one would have gotten that. Yeah. Well, you know, we we also lost our Survivor Week with the Patriots, so against the Bears. So you know, just goes to show. We're, we're just bad at timing stuff, Davis. Just not good. It's not good. Joe Mixon and the Patriots, the bane of our existences. You hate to see it. It's just you hate to see it. I, you know, I, I, frankly, like, we should end this show. This is just, this week was ass. It was, it was ass. You put together a good lineup. You win barely anything. Nate dunks all over us. You know, we lose in Survivor and on prize picks. And it's just like, man, you know, what, what what's the sense of it all? What what is what is, I mean it's it and like honestly it's just part of our like specifically our broken brain stuff because we got so many things we're wagering on on a given Sunday you know? know it's like oh I got Survivor and I got seasonal and I got best ball and I got my cash team and I got my GBP team and it's like nothing it's like, impossible there, no to do else. well in all of them yeah there's no outcome that could make you happy yeah you're you're destined for minimum twenty percent pain chasing and even chasing when you the do dragon smash, like even when you do smash. It doesn't feel great, like because I didn't smash everywhere. Like right. my cash team was the legitimate nuts. Like no way, nothing could have gone better. Yet because of my tournament teams and prize picks sucking, like it wasn't like my most profitable week. Yeah, we, we need we need help. We are sick people. This yeah. is not this is it's, not a good way it, to live. It, I'm I'm like literally unwell. Like I literally have guys. We gotta day. we gotta get a GPP win. We one of us has to like. That's where we have to step it up. This cash we, we really we 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 really do because like Nate literally played Joe Mixon in cash <laughs> and he's not even happy. Like this is terrible. Yeah. Like what our our dopamine has just been like completely demodulated and we we need therapy. This is bad. 
I mean, last year at this point, I'd already had two top five finishes in the red zone. And uh, two years ago, I got second in the spy and just nothing. What did you do on FanDuel? <laughs> Funnily <laughs> enough, it isn't, guys, guys, the every, you know, people say like, oh, it's so much easier to win on FanDuel. And you kind of just like, ah, whatever. It's like, I don't want to deposit on FanDuel. So I happened to deposit on FanDuel this morning just because I had more, I had more time because of the extra hour. I played just a horrible team, just a straight up bad team in the $100 single entry on FanDuel. Uh, four points from Deion Jackson, four points from Gabe Davis, 1.3 points from Evan Ingram. Just an easy min cash. Very easy min cash with 128.4 points, like Jesus. a no, like a no sweat min cash. So I, there's a, there's definitely a little bit of something to. So maybe maybe we'll do like FanDuel GPP corner every weekend. Maybe that's the secret. All right, I'm gonna have to deposit. We'll have an extra hour next week too. All right, there we go. Yeah, let's let's get out of here. This was this was horrible. Um, Not a good week. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I guess the answer is just play the guy who scores 58 points in cash. And uh, try and play more of that guy uh, in tournaments. We're, we're getting out of here, everyone. We'll see you back next week.